This is James Walker, and welcome to Real Talk, Real People. This is the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people to hear what they have to say about the issues and problems we face as a society. Folks, this week I want to share with you a personal brush that my family had with the coronavirus. You know, until recently, it really seemed like something that was happening to people way off in China and other faraway parts of the world. You know, and even as you watch it on TV, read the news, it it is a little scary as you see those numbers of deaths climbing and the virus spreading. And, you know, still for me, you know, it was one of those things you just read and hear about but you don't really expect it to to touch you you know but unfortunately or I should say fortunately because this story does have a happy ending it did touch uh, my sister personally she lives in Rhode Island her name is Michelle and she lives in Rhode Island she's a actress she does a lot of community theater and so forth And she had been hired to do a job at a school, and one of the teachers at the school had been in contact with um, someone who was potentially exposed to the virus. So uh, she received an email to stay home, and it was really kind of scary when we got that email from her. And... You know, the funny thing about my sister, and I wrote a column about uh, about this uh, situation, you know, as you know, my Monday podcast does follow my Sunday column in Hearst, Connecticut newspapers, and my sister Michelle is going to be joining us here in a few minutes to talk about the experience. But what made this a little funny was, you know, my sister tends to follow the rules, and when the Centers for Disease Control suggested that people should stock up on staples and prepare to shelter in place. She took that seriously and she had emailed us that that was what she was going to do. So, I mean, that wasn't a surprise. That's the, that's, that's the way she is. But when she sent us another email a couple of days later and gave us the news that she feels fine, but um, she had been potentially exposed to the coronavirus again folks it seems surreal you know that something so far away could come and touch a family member it just seems surreal and at the same time you know you get that little stab of panic well what if you know so it's a really really scary thing and then you know particularly as it affects the sick and the elderly. I'm 67 this year. My sister is 68 this year. So, you know, we are considered the um, elderly, so to speak, even though we're all in uh, good health. At any rate, we decided to poke fun. Once we knew that she felt okay, she didn't have any symptoms, it was just a matter of that she was going to have to shelter in place until this person was tested and she was given the all clear. So we sent a bunch of funny emails, you know, are you still with us? You know, you should become one of those eccentrics that, you know, stays behind closed doors and orders liquor. You know, so we uh, kind of jabbed back and forth and uh, till she finally wished a pox on us all and that kind of ended those emails. At any rate, 
she did get the all clear and she's now waiting to go back to work so let me get her on the line so she can share a little bit of that experience with you I can tell you straight up don't expect um, someone who was really hysterical and so forth that is not my sister she is calm and collected and as you will hear from her she doesn't panic well I did an acting gig for a charter school they were having a boot camp for some of their principals and so I was there for three days out of the week and um, I they emailed me and said uh, that they wanted me to stay home. Uh, this was after the gig was finished, but they uh, said, don't go to work because we have someone that is potentially uh, has the virus. Uh, she's, so, she's showing mild symptoms. That's the way they put it. Now, you know, what, what was so funny to us is because you had emailed us a day or two prior to alerting us that you had gotten this email that you were going to follow the recommendations of the Centers for Disease Control and stock your refrigerator with food. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Rhode Island, I love Rhode Island. I've lived here most of my adult life. But Rhode Islanders panic at the slightest thing. It's because of the blizzard. The blizzard of 78 made everybody panic because it was so sudden and so bad. So anytime there's, for example, there's a, a snow forecast, everybody runs to the store and gets bread and milk. So I figured if something like that happened with the virus where they were telling people to stay home or whatever, people would start going to the grocery stores and stocking up on food. So I figured, you know what, let me just go get some food because I never have food in my house, as you know. And um, that's, yeah, so the day before that, I got the news from the school the day before that is when I went and got food in my house. So how did you feel when you got the news? I know how we felt when you sent us the email. You know, there's that feeling that, well, the disease is far away. The virus is far away. It's really not going to touch us here at home. But then you get this email. So how did you feel when you got the email? Well, to be honest, uh, I'm not a panicky person. I, 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 yeah, I don't tend to panic uh, about those things. I just like to be prepared. But I was surprised. But uh, you know, I was surprised, and I wasn't thinking that I would be exposed to it because I'm thinking somewhere else. Although I, I was, I did know that Massachusetts had several cases. So I I thought, well, maybe it will get down to Rhode Island because they're just not, they're just next door. But I wasn't panicking. I just thought, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll keep an eye on myself. So during the, because I think there were, uh, there was what, two days before you found out that that teacher or that person had tested negative. Uh, at any at any time, did you kind of panic a little bit and say, what, well, what if I do have it? What will I do? Well, you know, that that's always a concern. I think we had this talk before because I, I, I'm a single woman and I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a boyfriend right now, so I, there's no one I can call and say, hey, come help me because I have to stay home. Um, so you, you think about things like that, but you know what? I have food, I have, you know, I have my phone. I just don't panic about stuff like that. I, I don't find it. It's, it's it's not helpful for me to panic. Well, the, one of the things, you know, I wrote I wrote a column about this, and 
So one of the things that I wrote about were, was our email exchanges, you know, between the family members and how we teased you about, you know, are you still with us? <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and I don't know if if you were a little more concerned, do you think that is the right approach for family members to infuse some humor there because you know quite frankly i don't know how concerned any of us was were i should say but as the news continued to get worse and it continued to spread it does give you uh you know you do have to pause for a minute and say hey wait a minute you know there is some possibility here well the nice thing about you guys teasing me was if i really got sick then you'd really feel bad. So that that would be my, that would be my revenge on you all. But remember, <laughs> I mean, I I because you kept in touch with me. You you know you would send me emails. Are you still you know are you still there? Are you still there? And I and I know that you guys were teasing me, but I but I under I understood the the underlying concern. I you know, but you guys are always because I'm so independent. I mean, when I went camping in Montana. Right? right when I, I not uh, not in Montana in the Grand Canyon, and you guys found out I went camping by myself. You panicked, right? You you panicked. Well, so I, I know, know that we, you guys. I don't know if we panicked so much, but it just seemed that uh, we were a little concerned with you being out there by yourself. Sure, but I don't know if we panicked. But yeah. Well, just... I mean, no. I remember the email. The email, because I got the email from you guys after I got home and I posted a video of where I was and showing you how dark it was. I remember. And you, yeah, your email was, wait a minute. Are, are you crazy? Did you do this by yourself? And I said, yeah. And you said, oh my God, are you crazy? We don't, we don't want to have to come get you in pieces. <laughs> well... So I know. I mean, I know you guys were concerned, but um, I actually thought of of pulling a joke on you guys, saying, "You know what? I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling too good. Um, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I think I might be coming down with a little cold, but don't panic. You know, that would be my revenge." Well, like we said in the email, you can get sick. <laughs> we just didn't want you. We just don't die. Just don't die. <laughs> You're listening to Real Talk, Real People, the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people. What's the situation like there in Rhode Island right now? Is it, are they, is, is it getting worse there or has it, it I don't keep um, up right with Rhode now, Island news. Yeah, right now there are three confirmed cases, I believe, of coronavirus. And, it, uh, and so... Yeah, there are three three confirmed cases. It's St. Raphael's Academy, I believe, is where the uh, um, uh, where those those uh, those patients or those people who got sick are. They went on a trip to Italy. The teacher that uh, was in the school that I was in was a different school, but she went with St. Raphael's as a uh, chaperone, and that's how she got exposed to it. So it's just those It's just those three, there's no, um, for instance, you're in uh, Providence, say, is, any cases in North Situan or other uh, parts of uh, Rhode Island? I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything other than those, those, three, those three cases. Well, uh, but, that's a good know, thing. That's a good thing, but in the Massachusetts now, the, the cases have increased. 
I think there are 14 in cases in Massachusetts right now, right, which they, is an increase. Right. They increased in New York also, and New Jersey and Tennessee um, are reporting uh, cases. So it's um, it's it's getting around. But, uh, you know, health officials are saying that, you know, except for the elderly and the vulnerable, you know, most people won't even notice if they have it. They won't even notice that they have it. Those that notice they have it will have flu-like symptoms, but they won't be bedridden and so forth. So it's hard to know, um, you know, what to believe out here. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, like I don't, I don't panic. I mean, unfortunately, I am categorized as elderly, as we both know. Yes. Um, but I, um, I did put I, that in my column. <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, other than you know, the, I just read on the, the the an article about the CDC saying those who are elderly or with compromised immune systems should stay away from like big crowds or that kind of thing. Um, and you know, so I, I'm just going to take it day by day. I, I don't have any symptoms. I'm fine. Um, as you know, I'm I'm very active. I'm a very active person, and uh, uh, I, I don't get sick often. But it, because the symptoms can take up to 14 days to reveal themselves, one of the things that I take into consideration is that when I get sick, it's not like I gradually get sick. I go to bed well, and I wake up the next morning full-blown sick. So I'm taking advantage of the time and just making sure that I'm okay, because I don't know who else out there may have it. Well, I can say on behalf of my brother Alan and my five sisters, or I should say my other four sisters, we are certainly glad that you are okay. And we do have respect for your rank and position, as you put it. <laughs> yeah, no respect for my rank and position as as the oldest of, of the Walker children. No respect at all. I'm telling you, I did think about saying, you know what, I got the sniffles. Um, I, you know, my fever's a little bit. I'm not really feeling that good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna email you guys for a couple of days just to monitor it and see how I'm doing, just because I knew that would worry you. So just so we could all start making a beeline for. Uh, Rhode Island. But as long as you cook, I think we'll all um, appreciate being there. So for my family, the news has turned out good. But as you know, for a lot of people, including at least 12 here in the United States, the news did not turn out so good. As at the time that I'm recording this, we have 200 and 10 people here in the United States that have been affected across 18 states and I am sure by the time you start listening to this uh, that number will have increased and we also have 12 dead and it seems to just be spreading everywhere and I don't know you know they say that it isn't remove the elderly and the vulnerable and those who have health challenges this is not a virus that is that will kill you, so to speak. Some people won't even know that they have it, according to some health officials. Others, it would be like having the flu. Still, it's a scary thing the way it has just spread and how, as far as I'm concerned, how late we, the public, um, um, were in getting the message. You know, so it's in New York, it's in New Jersey, it's in Tennessee, San Francisco, Houston, 
you know, New York. I, I mean, it's just it's just everywhere. And who knows, you know, how many people who are infected, we don't know who they came in contact with. So, and who elderly they came in contact with since uh, we are the most vulnerable population. And it is now here in Connecticut, though, uh, to my knowledge, at the time I'm recording this, no one in Connecticut has died. But it's still, it's a scary thing. My sister never left the country. She never left the country. And yet she was potentially infected by simply going to work. And that's, that's pretty scary. Let's just hope that uh, they get, they find a way to contain this and that it isn't as scary as it sounds. We'll find out here in the future. Anyway, thank you for joining us this week, folks, and we'll talk again next week. You've been listening to Real Talk, Real People. If you would like to be on the show, have a comment about the show, or perhaps you have an idea that the show should explore, give us a call at 203-605-1859 or email us at realtalkrealpeoplect at gmail.com. And remember, start your Sundays with my column in Hearst, Connecticut newspaper statewide and start your Mondays right here at Real Talk, Real People. Have a good week, folks. We'll talk again next week.